J.D. Talking Sports. It is Friday, May 31st, 2019. Let me get right to it. Okay, the game last night. I'll tell you, I put it on. I watched the first half of my dad. In second half, I was talking Michigan, so I was in and out. But I wasn't impressed at all with nine days off for Golden State. You're going to have a little bit of malaise. Is that the word I want to use for that? They looked sloppy. The shots weren't going in. There was a, uh, They weren't giving anything to Curry. They weren't giving anything. Three-point, I just checked. the. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to check the three-point shooting. And I see that Golden State went 12 for 30. Well, they only shot 43% for the game. 12 for 31 from three-point range. And you see that Toronto shot 50% from the field and 13 to 33 from three-point range. But every time they kind of got close, Golden State, they just got put away. And Kyle Lowry might have had, what, seven points? But on defense, he was taking charges. Uh, Danny Green had some big three-point plays. Pascal Siakam, first guy, first first finals game had, thir- what do you have? Guy was unbelievable last night. 32 points, 14 for 17. I mean, it, it, kind of scary how he shot yesterday. Yeah, 14 to 17. He Two for three from three. Danny Green had three three-pointer. Danny Green had 11 off the bench. But the guy who had the Marcus Saul, 20 points, came in, what was he? Last couple of games he was averaging 10. I mean, 20, you know, they got some big points. Kawhi Leonard's playing with tendonitis. He had 23, but he does everything out there. I was impressed, man. I have to be honest with you. I was, I was really impressed. I didn't think, I thought Golden State, even with the time off, was going to come out and put away. Now they're saying that they need KD. Can they win without KD? And they did get minutes from uh, DeMarcus See, I, last show, I did a lot of us and ums, and that pisses me off because that's not how JD talks. JD flows. DeMarcus Cousins, you could tell, had some conditioning issues, but I thought he had some good moments. But, I, you know, I'm thinking about all the money he lost in his career, you know, with all the injuries he's had. The, DeMarcus Cousins is a guy that... He's a hell of a player, though. He is a hell of a player. Yeah, he had eight points last night. No, eight minutes. Three points last night. Not going to win them all. All they do was really split in Toronto. And then the thing at the end with Drake, you know, they said he was picking Lint off Curry. And then Draymond Green, he called him trash at the end of the... F- I'm like, you know what? If I put Draymond Green and Drake in a room together, Drake would get his ass kicked. I'm sorry. Drake tries to be this tough guy, but he really isn't. I think it's more of a facade. It's more like Puff Diddy, Puff Daddy, whatever you want to call him. I think Puff Daddy, Puff Diddy was a guy who, you know, tries to be this tough guy, but he really isn't that. Where there are some guys who scare the shit out of you. <laughs> you know, like like Charles Oakley would, you know, he's a tough son of a bitch. And Draymond Green, tough son of a bitch. There's certain guys, you know, you could tell that grew up in tough areas. And, you know, I think Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant grew up in a tough area. You know, t- you know, you, you go, you, there's, I grew, up, I grew up in the suburbs, you know, white middle-class suburbs. You know, I may think I'm tough in certain respects and you lift weights a little bit, makes you think you're a little tougher, but you know, I'm just, I'm just a white Jewish guy. That's all I am. But the whole Drake thing, it's like, Drake, watch the fucking game. Watch the game. Enjoy. Stop talking trash. Draymond Green would kick the living shit out of you. And he had a triple-double last night. First game, we had to work out some stuff. Steve Kerr was pissed they weren't getting calls at the end. But, you know, they weren't going to win this game. They really weren't. I mean, it, 
it seemed like a Chuck show. And even the right before halftime, I was watching my dad, and Curry took a three from way out. And then I think Livingston got fouled and got two foul shots. What were they down? I think 10 at the half. But it was just like even the shots, he was everything was getting contested. But I saw that he scored 34 points, Curry. But I'll tell you, every time I was watching, he was missing shots. It was a quiet 34 points. And Clay Thompson, a, a quiet 21. And he, and he definitely went in for a dunk in the first half where I think he traveled his ass off. And it was interesting. There was a jump ball between Gasol and Curry. And the, when the ref threw it up, it looked like it was thrown to Gasol. And they didn't even talk about it. And I was like, those are the things that I would see. Like, guys, you know, that, that uh, jump ball looked like it was kind of thrown in the direction of Marcus Gasol and not to Curry. But that's just me. Iguodala was went down his leg. He was complaining. MRI was clean. I was watching Colin Cowderwatch. I can't stand, but I just was watching for a couple of minutes. So Iguodala's okay. They said that Kawhi Leonard has knee problems, and if he doesn't stay in Toronto, he's going to lose eighty million dollars. He felt you know he should have never left San Antonio. That's past. It was a great franchise, but something happened there that he wasn't happy anymore. And also, he brought a good point. Going to LA, Kawhi Leonard is not a guy who wants spotlight. And he plays the game hard. He could, he's going to lose $80 million if he leaves Toronto. And supposedly they offered him a free, uh, free $20 million pent, uh, apartment and free, free food. And he was right. Celebrities do like free shit. They get a lot of free shit. I don't know. We shall see. They say Durant could be back in game three or four. I don't know if that's going to happen. And I did notice yesterday Nick Nurse was wearing an NN hat. And I just checked on Twitter because I was curious, but they said tra- he, he was wearing a Travis Matthews hat early this year. The logo looked like his initials. So Nike sent him his own limited edition cap. There's four of them out there. It's all black. I can wear it with anything and it fits real good. And I thought it was little, but I was like, listen, you got a cap you like that. Like, Nike's like, you know, we're going to make you an NN hat. All right. Kind of cool. I'd like a JD talking JD hat. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. And I, Oh, and the spelling bee, they ran out of words. So eight people won. They ran out of words to test these kids. I don't know what these kids do. They must be going over words for like hours at a time. But the spelling bee ended with an unprecedented eight-way tie, which I was like, how, how did that even happen? Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. What do I, uh... all right. I was just like, wow, that's, that's pretty impressive. Now, I read this the other day. There's a guy named Damon Sheehy Giuseppe. He's a 24-year-old receiver, a turn specialist. He spent the past three years traveling across the country to try to catch on with any pro football team after a JUCO, not even college, a JUCO All-American season at Arizona College in 2016 failed to result in any scholarship offers. He went to a bunch of D1 colleges, CFL tryouts, arena football tryouts, and even a flag football workout just trying to continue his football career. Now, he was at a flag football league, and uh, they told him about an NFL tryout in Miami this spring, and he begged for the address. He didn't care. It was Now, this was invite only. The connection told uh, Sheehy Giuseppe to act like he knew uh, Browns exec Alonzo Highsmith. And he told this uh, to Cleveland.com, Scott uh, Patsko. Who are you? I'm da- da- he says, I'm da- Damon Sheehy Giuseppe. I'm here for a tryout. Do you know Alonzo? Yeah, I know Alonzo. He had his foot in the door, and he made sure his story didn't fall apart. As soon as he saw Highsmith, he ran, ran to him and introduced himself. I just knew I had to make it look like we were friends. Alonzo was real nice to me. Now, he ran a 4-3-8-40. He uh, was invited. Uh, Highsmith invited him to try for, in the Cleveland facility the following week, but he spent the last of his mother's reward points on a one-way ticket to Miami. 
So he had no money. He used guest passes to sleep at a 24-hour gym. He slept outside. He ate food from strangers' street-side cookouts or asked friends back home to remotely order him something to eat. When he finally arrived in Cleveland, he impressed Brown Scouts enough to earn a spot on the 90-man roster. Now he's an undersized special teamer who hasn't played competitive football since 2016, never above the junior college level, long shot of long shots. But to have the balls to go to an invitation only, run over to Lionsville High School, to be like, hey, dude, I, you know, hey, got, we got to pretend we know each other. And then from there, has to go to Cleveland. Doesn't have the money, but, f- you know, f- finagles a way to sleep in gyms, get food sent to him, whatever, and then goes to the goddamn tryout and, 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 and gets a, ni- a, ro- a roster spot on a 90. 90- Listen, whatever happens in life, this is the kind of kid you hire and say, hey, let's see what you can do. Because that is desire. That is passion. That is something that you're just like, holy shit. Very impressed by that. I, you know, I wish him the best. But talk about a guy who's never played over Juco. He's never even played D1 football. And he impressed the Browns. That's the kind of guy you want. You want a guy like this who's going to play and go all out and everything. I thought that was pretty freaking cool. And they said that the top... 10 scores on Denver, none of them are lottery picks. Even though, yeah, Kawhi Leonard was a late, uh, was a first round pick, but not a lottery pick. And Curry and Clay came in averaging 50, almost 50, over 58 points over the last five games. So they combined for 55. So they're scoring, but they were off. Oh, they said about disappearing during the pot, uh, playoffs. Yeah, bullshit. He's not, he's not, uh, Curry. Heaven, hell, hell, hell of a freaking, but nine days off, that's a long time. Yeah, that was a, yeah, crazy game. Oh, and yeah, yeah, this Hank Haney, suspended by uh, Sirius XM. He was uh, the former swing coach for Tiger Woods. On Wednesday before the start of the U.S. Open in Charleston, South Carolina, he predicted during a show that a Korean would win and said they couldn't name six players in the tour. And oh, said that he couldn't name six players in the tour, but that he would get a bunch of them right if he guessed Lee and didn't have to produce any first names. Yeah, yeah. Michelle Wee and Annika Sorenstrom, both of them uh, were not happy about that. Michelle Wee said, as a Korean American female golf- golfer, these comments that Hank Haney made disappointed and anger me on so many levels. Racism and sexism are no laughing matter. Hank, shame on you. Yeah, he was with uh, Woods while he won 31 PGA Tours, including six majors from 2004-2010. He said, uh, regretted his comments, described them as insensitive. Idiot. In the first 12 LPGA events of the season, that produced winners from six countries. Six of the tournaments were won by South Koreans. Mike Wan, the LPGA commissioner, has said he considers the global reach of the women's game to be its greatest strength. The U.S. women's uh, champion on Sunday will earn one million, the biggest tournament payout in women's golf. Uh, the Thursday's first round, Mamiko Higa of Japan was the leader, in which the players occupied the first six spots. Each represented a different country. Yeah, was, you know, hey. yeah. I read this stuff all the time. I'm like, you know, dude, you're on your own. You've, you're, I would kill for my own radio show. And then this dipshit is on his own show and saying it's a Korean, some a Korean woman. And I bet if I say the name Lee, that's one of them. And this fucking idiot is getting his own show disgusting you know I'll, I'll just keep plugging along folks that's all i can do i just got to keep you know it's a marathon not a sprint that's what i keep telling myself it's a marathon not a sprint and shit like this happens it's disgusting and it should not it's 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 appalling it really is it's really appalling to be appalling
Yeah, first time, and then the yeah, I talked about the the spelling bee. First time in the event's ninety four year history, all eight finalists received the full winner's freight of fifty thousand in cash and new custom trophies. They could not come up with words difficult enough to challenge them. Yeah, and. If he wins the Memorial this weekend, well, he's plus one, so he's, uh, he's dropping. He was minus two. when Last time he won the Memorial, he was minus two out of the first round. He would tie Sam Snead with 82 PGA tournament wins. But back when he was a six-year-old and Snead with a 62-year-old, uh, they, they, they played two holes together. And someone showed him a picture. But back then, Sam Snead said... Uh, He said, I'd never see talent like this before. If the kid doesn't burn out, he'll be the greatest golfer the world has ever seen. But back then, uh, in, in 75, they asked Sam Sneed, Sam Sneed, they asked Sport Illustrated, why you continue competing? You quit competing and you dry up like a peach seed. And Woods smiled when that line was relayed to him. I love competing in golf. I love playing. Understandable. Pretty crazy, right? Sam Sneed saw that as a six-year-old. Yeah, last time he shot a two under, the same first round score he carded in 2012, the last time he won the Memorial. Pretty freaking cool, huh? I was like, damn, that was some interesting stuff. Yeah, very interesting stuff. <laughs> 